Hello and welcome into the Birds and Braves podcast. I'm Luke Winstall. Thank you all for tuning in. Today I'm joined by Atlanta Falcons long snapper Josh Harris. Mr. Harris, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Luke. Looking forward to uh, talking some football with you. You're welcome. How's your offseason going thus far? What have you been up to? It's been going well so far. You know, I um, unfortunately I had an injury uh, last year, and so I missed the last few games of the season. And so the, this uh, this offseason has been spent mainly uh, rehabbing and getting getting ready to go for uh, this upcoming year. Off the field, do you have any hobbies that you pursue in the offseason? Well, I've got three kids, and so most of the time, most, most of the free time that I have, you know, is spent, you know, doing things with them. But uh, from a hobby standpoint, I love to play golf, um, and I love to hunt and fish. So if, uh, if I'm not hanging out with, uh, with the kiddos and doing things with the family, you can usually find me uh, doing one of those three things. Are you a big golf fan? Are there any players you like to root for? Watching him uh, win the Masters uh, last month was uh, was pretty special. Um, but I, I love golf. I mean, I, I watch pretty much every tournament and uh, kind of stuff with it as best as I can. So now heading into the OTAs in 2019 that are just starting to get going and training camp, how would you describe the overall vibe around the Atlanta Falcons team? You know, we're excited. We're excited to uh, to get back to work and uh, you know start putting in the work necessary to uh, to reach the goals that we all have for ourselves. Uh, you know, each and every year. You know, it's always an exciting time. Uh, we've got you know, a lot of new guys coming in. You know, along with the uh, the draft picks and the rookies that are all in town now. And so today was the first day of OTAs. And so being able to uh, get out there on the field and practice against practice against one another and go through. Uh, you know, just the process that it uh, that it takes. You know, just to get ready, and you know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Would you say that vibe and that excitement is that any different than what the team felt and what you all felt coming into last season? No, you know, I think it's uh, you know it's how we feel. You know, every year is uh, you know just the opportunity that we have in front of us. You know, last year uh, is gone. You know, and you know next year isn't promised that. Uh, you know, this uh, the opportunity we have right now in front of us is the only one that we have. And, uh, you know, everybody just takes that approach and wants to get 1% better each day, you know, and whether that's in the weight room or on the field, you know, just finding something in your craft that you can fine-tune and, uh, and work on and just get better each and every day. You know, it's a slow build all the way up until, uh, until the season starts. And so we're just excited for the opportunity ahead of us. So with you as a long snapper, what are you trying to fine-tune and hone in with your craft as we get ready for the season? Yeah, so there's, uh, there's a lot of little things that go into uh, to long snapping that I guess a lot of people don't, don't necessarily understand about it. But, uh, you know, for me, one of the things that I've been, you know, working on this offseason is, um, is on the field goal snap. Uh, now with, uh, with Giorgio being our kicker, you know, he's a left-footed kicker, whereas Matt Bryant was a right-footed kicker. And so when Bosch gets down there to, uh, to hold on field goals, he's on a different side. And so getting used to visually seeing the holder, you know, on the other side of, uh, of the hash, or just, you know, kneeling on a different knee and, you know, trying to find a different, um, you know, and get used to a new uh, aiming point 
when it comes to fuel goals and just making sure that, um, you know, my laces are the same way. Um, I know that when I snap the ball, my the football is going to rotate two and a half times from the time it leaves my hands to the time uh, Matt catches it. And my goal is to have those laces at 12 o'clock every time he catches it so that all he has to do is catch it and put it down. Um, that way it's a clean operation, and uh, we give Giorgio the best opportunity to knock it through the uprights. Yeah, and you mentioned Matt Bryan. I want to talk about him for a second. What was it like playing with him both on and off the field with him being the leader on the special teams unit? Yeah, Matt is a great friend of mine. Uh, learned just a, a tremendous amount about the game of football and uh, how you should carry yourself as professional both on and off the field. Um, you know, he was very instrumental and, uh, in my development and just kind of bringing me along and teaching me the tools of the trade and, you know, how to, how to act and how to, uh, you know, respond to adversity, how to, you know, um, accept, you know, when you've, when you've done well, when you, when you haven't. Um, and just, out, you know, from outside, outside of football, um, his wife, Melissa, um, was very, very um, influential with, uh, with my wife, Cameron, just and kind of teaching her about, you know, the day-to-day life of being in the NFL. You know, when we were, uh, when I was a rookie and we got to the team in 2012, um, they kind of took us under under their wing, and uh, we were able to learn a lot from them. And uh, we spent a lot of time together and had some made some great memories, both on and off off the field. What do you think the team will miss most without Bryant on the roster for this coming year? Well, you know, I mean, Matt obviously uh, is a, an established veteran. Established veteran. I mean, he's been kicking at a very high level for a very long time. Um, but you know, Giorgio is a, is a good kicker in and of itself. You know, and really, the only thing that matters is when our number gets called. You know, we go out there and we perform. You know, and we execute and we do our job. You know, that's really all we can do. Um, you know, and as long as we do that, um, I think we're going to be you know right where we need to be. And you know, whether that's a extra point in the first quarter or a game winning kick, you know, in the playoffs. Um, you know, we're just working hard each and every day to, uh, to make sure that, that, uh, that we can go out there and perform. You know, Matt set a really high, high standard and a high bar for, uh, really for kickers across the league, you know. And so um, Giorgio is, is excited about the opportunity that he's got to come in and, uh, and, and kick. And uh, we're excited to, uh, to have him on board. He did a great job for us last year in the games that he filled in. And so we're just uh, we're looking forward to uh, to getting to work. And now with Giorgio Tavecchio likely to take over as the starter, who you've talked about a little bit, what do you like most about his game and what you've seen from him? Yeah, he uh, you know one of the things I really like is that he uh, while, while he may not be you know as seasoned as as Matt, you know he's been around the block a, a few times. You know he, he's been with a few different teams. Uh, he has spent a lot of time in, in training camps with different teams, and he's kind of, you know, been through the ringer, so to speak, um, as it, you know, pertains to just how this business works. And, you know, he has stayed, uh, stayed positive. He's, done, he's been nothing but a professional when it comes to, uh, to work each and every day. Um, you know, he's very particular and very precise in the way he practices, and I love that. You know, I love that he has a plan to go out there and do, you know, one thing exactly right and, uh, you know, he practices with a purpose, and I like that about him. And, uh, you know, just every time we, uh, we get to work together, um, he instills confidence in me, and I'm looking forward to being able to make some, uh, make some more kicks with him moving, moving down the road. 
So a major change that happened this offseason was with the coaching staff, with all three coordinators not being brought back. What thoughts were going through your head when you heard the team was not bringing back the coordinators after the 2018 season? Well, you know, that's just the nature of this business. And there's, uh, you know, there's turnover each and every year, you know, from team to team. Um, you know, it's not uncommon to see that. You know, we haven't had that, um, you know, in, in a few years. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's part of the business. And that's uh, the unfortunate side of it um, because you get to know people, you get to know guys. And, um, you know, they have families as well. And so, you know, my first, my first thought was, you know, hopefully, you know, they end up finding another spot quickly, you know, where they can um, get back to work doing what I know they love to do. Uh, Keith Armstrong was, was our special teams coach. And, you know, he, uh, he was very you know, instrumental in, uh, in developing me uh, as a long snapper in the NFL. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for the time I was able to spend, you know, with him, you know, these past seven years and just being able to learn from him and how to, uh, you know, how to do my job at the professional level. There's a lot of differences between snapping in college, snapping in the NFL. And uh, he really showed me, you know, what it meant to to put in a good hard day's work. And, um, you know, I'm forever grateful for uh, the lessons that he taught me. And now he's down in Tampa, so we'll get to see him twice a year. But, um, you know, it's just an unfortunate side of, of the NFL. And, um, you know, excited about the new guys that, uh, that we've brought in. Uh, ben uh, Kawika, our new special teams coach, is a great guy. I've really enjoyed getting to, uh, to know him and learn his system and his style. And so just really looking forward to, uh, to getting to work with him this season and, and win some football games. And with Coach Ben Kawika, what have you liked about his style specifically and what you've seen with your first impression playing under him? Yeah, so Ben comes from a military background, and um, you can tell, tell that in the way that he, uh, that he coaches. And I, I come from a military family, so I'm, I, was, I, was, I was used to, uh, to some, of the, um, some of the terminology, some of the things that, uh, that he likes to use and just you know, the structure that he has in his meetings and you know, when we meet one-on-one or, you know, as a special teams unit uh, together, I, I've just really enjoyed getting to, you know, learn about, you know, his experiences, what, uh, you know, where, where he's been, what he's seen, and, um, you know, just understanding that, you know, now that we're working together, we're both, you know, trying to get to know one, one another. And, uh, you know, I think that goes for every, you know, situation where a new coach, you know, comes in with, uh, with players. You know, there's that, that, that process where you go through, you know, just trying to get to know one another. And, um, you know, it's been going great so far. He's, a, he's an outstanding uh, motivator. He's a great coach. And uh, everybody seems to be catching on and, um, you know, with his philosophy and with his, uh, with his style. And I'm really excited to, uh, to see what we can do this year as a special teams unit. And you mentioned also in your previous answer that there's a big difference between snapping in college and the NFL. What is the biggest part of that difference, and how did you adjust to that? Yeah, the biggest, the biggest difference is on punt. Uh, so in, in college, uh, you know, basically you take advantage of, of the rules that, that you have, right? And so in college, uh, on a punt team, when you see a, you know, the team, they, they pretty much spread everybody out across the line of scrimmage. They may have two or three offensive linemen kind of between the snapper and the punter. Um, and the reason they can do that is because in, in college, everybody can release downfield as soon as the ball is snapped. Um, now, of course, you have a blocking responsibility, you know, 
for the most part with the other guys. But for me in college, I just snapped the ball, and as soon as I snapped it, I ran downfield and tried to make the tackle. Now um, in the NFL, the only two, there are only two guys who can release at the snap, and those are your flyers or your gunners that line up outside. And so they can release at the snap, but the rest of the uh, interior and core of your punt team, they cannot pass the line of scrimmage until the ball is punted. And so in that, in that case, you know, now that it's like that, the biggest thing I had to learn how to do was block after I snapped. I was so used to just snapping and immediately sprinting downfield. Now I have to snap and kind of, and I have to recover and come up and backpedal, and I have a blocking responsibility before I can go downfield. Um, so that was the biggest uh, transition for me that I had to make. And, um, you know, the way I just did that was really just by repetition. I mean, I wasn't very good at it at first, and it's still, a, you know, something that I work on each and every day to try to, you know, try to get better at. What does your game preparation look like from week to week as a long snapper, and what's your routine on game day? So we uh, typically uh, practice, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday being a walkthrough slash travel day, uh, depending on where we're playing, whether it's going down to the team hotel Saturday uh, afternoon or traveling, you know, out of town um, to go play an away game. But uh, typically those first that, that first day, the Wednesday, will be a, a, a cover day. So we'll, we will work punt and field goal um, and kickoff cover. And I try to help out as much as, you know, wherever I can. You know, if I need to run down as on a scout team or something like that, I'm always wanting to help out um, wherever they need me. But primarily it's, it's focused on, for me as a snapper, it's focused on, you know, that, that week our opponent's uh, schemes, what they like to run on punt return, what type of stunts they run, what type of, of pressures they like to bring um, when they're trying to block a kick. Um, and so on Wednesday and then Thursday, it's you know, pretty much the same. Uh, we may do a little bit more in the return game, um, but I'm still trying to just you know, trying to put um, as much effort into my, my game as I can. I mean, practicing, making sure that I'm staying on point, and uh, I do a lot of film study. A lot of film study throughout the week, trying to pick up on any types of tips or indicators that I can, so that when I'm out there, I can we can set the protections in the right ways and um, you know be ready to go. And typically, the way I like you know the way we do it is, you know we we compete each and every day, and so our um, our scout team guys do a great job of getting us ready, and uh, just being able to practice against them uh, each and every day uh, makes us that much more prepared when it comes uh, game day. And so for me, on game day, it's a little bit different than, uh, than most of the guys. You know, I may only get 10 plays out there, but I have to be 100%, you know, and that's, uh, that, that, that's how it goes. That's the nature of the business. And, you know, if nobody knows who I am, then that means I've done a good job. You know, the, the only times people know about the long snappers when something's gone wrong and, you know, I understand that. You know, I'm not perfect. I've, I've made mistakes, you know, sure. But um, the idea is to not let, you know, one bad outing or one bad snap turn into two. You know, forget about it, move on, good, bad, or ugly, no matter what happens, just uh, get to the next snap and make that next one your best one. Um, as far as a routine goes, uh, usually get up, have some breakfast, um, leave the hotel if it's I'm just going to use a home game, for example. We will leave the hotel around 9 o'clock, get over to the stadium, and 
I'll get in the hot tub or stretch and roll, use a foam roller and roll out and just kind of relax for a little bit. I like to listen to music. And uh, then I guess at around 11 o'clock, we go out on the field. We start warming up. I go through a warm-up process with our kickers and our punters. And then right shortly after that, you know, that's, uh, you know that usually takes about an hour or so. And then we're right ready for game time, you know, ready for kickoff and try to stay loose during the game. When we're on offense, I snap a few balls uh, here and there just to make sure that I'm ready to go if we have to punt or if we have to kick a field goal. And uh, just cheer us on as best I can and uh, go out there and perform my job and do, uh, do my job for, uh, for the team when I'm called upon. So you talked about your film study. Can you give an example of an indicator that you would look for when you're watching film that you could translate to helping you on the field? Yeah, so sometimes if you're watching film, uh, just to make it, to not go uh, crazy technical uh, on you. Um, so say say on the punt return team, um, you know they have a certain num- a certain number uh, player uh, likes to be involved in their stunts that they like to run, um, and if that stunt is involved in you know one of the a gaps that I'm responsible for, uh, my film study throughout the week you know, we'll be able to show that, hey, you know, if, if number, you know, 53 lines up in, in that left A-gap, you know, more times than not, they're going to run, you know, this stunt towards that A-gap. And so just little things like that, being able to pick up on, or even things like you can pick up on uh, whether they have their left hand or their right hand, in the, uh, you know, on the ground. You know, if, they, if you can pick up on things where if they have their left hand down, they like to rush straight ahead, or if they have their right hand down, that typically means that they're going to try to wrap around to the other side. So I look for little things like that um, and try to get our uh, personal protectors uh, on the same page. You know, he's the guy that's making the, the protection calls on our punt team. And so whenever I can find things like that, we watch a lot of film together and uh, so we can all be on the same page come game day. My next question for you, do you have a favorite special teams play that you've been a part of in your time in Atlanta? Favorite special teams play? Oh, man, there's, there's, there's been a lot of them. But I would definitely have to say, uh, going all the way back to my rookie year, uh, when we were playing in the divisional round against the Seahawks at home, and we kicked the, uh, the, the game-winning field goal there at the end to uh, to go on to the the NFC Championship game. That was that was an incredible moment. Uh, that the Georgia Dome was electric. It was just it was awesome. It made it even better because we had, we kicked it twice. Uh, we lined up to kick it once, and uh, Pete Carroll called a timeout right before I snapped it, and uh, we ended up going through with the with the kick with the operation. And it's funny we missed that one, but then timeout line back up, do it again, and, uh, and Bryant drilled it. And that was just a, an awesome moment, a lot of fun, something I'll never forget. Yeah, I got to tell you, I was at that game. I loved it. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> I, I tell you what, that was, that was an exciting game. That was a good one to be at, for sure. Oh, yeah. That, I think that goes down as, it definitely goes down as my favorite game in my lifetime that I've been to. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, not surprising. Not surprising. Well, with that, one play that I remember a lot from last year, kind of a special teams highlight, would be Matt Bosher laying a big hit on Kenyon Barner. So now with those two <laughs> being on the same team, what is that What is that like? What have you seen there? 
Yeah, it's uh, you know we, we've had fun with it. We, you know, Kenyon's a great guy, and we're happy, we're glad to have him. You know, on on board with us. He's a great player, a great returner. Uh, looking forward to uh, to watching him. You know, do his thing uh, with the football in his hand this year for sure. But you know, as soon as he got there, you know, he and Bosch, you know, had to share. You know. A little, you know, some words, you know, a little bit, you know, just a little bit of a light, you know, good-hearted back talk. But hey, it, it is what it is. You know, Kenyon was like, "Man, that was an awesome hit." He said, "I think you told him something that, uh, you know, is something along the lines of, you know, because of Bosher uh, hitting like that, you know, he's never going to take it easy on another kicker. He's always going to lower his shoulder and uh, and try to run through every other kicker that he gets to." So I thought that was uh, was pretty funny. But yeah, that was a a great play. I was fired up for Bosch. That was uh, that was that was awesome. Well, when you look at returners and guys on the team like Kenyon Barner, is there anything that you see consistently makes a returner successful, or anything that you really like to see in a return player? Yeah, I mean, most of the time, all the returners in the league have elite speed. You know, they they do. I mean, some people say that oh. You know, this guy isn't as fast as this guy. Listen, there, there's a reason each one of those guys is back there returning punts or field goals. Uh, one thing that I've seen over the years that makes a, tur- a returner effective is their ability to get vertical up the field. You know, there's only a handful of guys in the history of the league that have been able to make a, make a living uh, returning kicks by running sideline to, you know, sideline. To sideline. Um, you know, they've got the ability to make, you know, one or two guys miss, but then they get the ball upfield. And they're able to uh, to change field position. I mean, if you think about it, in that and from that standpoint, I mean, if you get ten yards, I mean, that's a first down. That's one less first down that the offense has to get. You know, and we're ten yards closer to getting you know into scoring position. You know, whether that's field goal range, you know, or putting us you know down where you know we're only a few plays away from scoring a touchdown. So, uh, their uh, returner's ability to to get the ball upfield, get it vertical. And, uh, and just the vision that those guys have. Being able to, to read the blocks uh, is something that, uh, that, that you see. A lot of those guys have it, and it's, uh, it's impressive and fun to watch. Awesome. Mr. Harris, that's all the questions I had for you. Thank you so much for your time and for joining me on the show. Hey, thank you, Luke. Really appreciate it. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for having me on. You're welcome.